Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 25th of August, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya affirmed the state's commitment to safeguarding its interests and farmers in the Kaveri River water dispute with Tamil Nadu at an all-party meeting in Bengaluru. He emphasized a crisis plan for water sharing and the Mekidatu project to address scarcity in low rainfall years. Despite rainfall deficits, Karnataka supplied Kaveri water for drinking and crops to Tamil Nadu. In other headlines, Karnataka CM Siddharamaya felicitated ISRO's chairman S. Somanath and his team here in Bengaluru for Chandrayaan 3's triumphant moon landing. In a tweeted video, Siddharamaya offered a bouquet and turban to Somnath. India achieved a historic feat with Chandrayaan 3's South Pole landing on August 23rd. Somnath expressed joy, stating India is on the moon. ISRO also announced rover Pragyan's deployment for scientific tasks. In some more news, the Karnataka High Court instructed the National Law School of India University, Bengaluru, to grant provisional admission to a transgender person for the three-year LLB course. However, final admission depends on the ongoing petition's outcome. The petitioner, Mugil Anbu Vasanta, challenged NLSIU for the lack of transgender reservation. NLSIU defended its stance of not providing a quota for transgender persons as per the Executive Council's decision. Up next, about 200 electricity substations will host solar parks in Karnataka, a significant stride in promoting renewable energy. Following a feasibility study by the Energy Department, locations were identified based on local conditions. Energy Minister K.J. George endorsed the project aimed at efficient daytime power for farmers. Land surrounding substations will accommodate these plants, decentralizing power generation using RE to alleviate substation loads. The solar-generated power will energize irrigation pumps, reducing conventional power reliance. Now on to other news. Following successive incidents of electric pole crashes due to loosely hung optic fiber cables OFC, Bescom issued a public notice warning ISPs to remove unauthorized cables from its electric poles within a week. Prioritizing citizen safety, Bescom stated cables left after the deadline will be cut. Citizens expressed concern about internet disruptions but applauded Bescom's initiative. The notice came after recent accidents involving pole collapses in Bengaluru. Moving on, a Bengaluru resident, Vikas Ruparalia, embarked on a remarkable 73 kilometers 13-hour journey through the city streets, tracing India's map with GPS while holding the national flag high. His video of this achievement gained widespread attention on social media, earning admiration and nearly 8,000 views, 180 likes and various comments so far since its posting. One ex-user wrote, Amazing to get India's map perfectly. Kudos. Meanwhile, Karnataka Examinations Authority, KEA, has rescheduled the PG entrance test, PGCET, for MBA, MCA and MTech courses from September 9 to 10th due to overlapping final semester exams in some universities and police recruitment tests. Additionally, the entrance test for Diploma Lateral Entry on September 10th is now on September 9th. More information is available on KEA's official website www.kea.kar.nic.in On a different note, the Bangalore Film Forum is captivating film enthusiasts in the city. Founded in November 2021 by Vinayak Bhatt as Friends Terrace Gatherings, it expanded to public screenings on weekends via Instagram and word of mouth. 
Featuring classic and independent films, the forum embraces diverse genres, initiating discussions post-screening. The platform's popularity led to collaborations with indie filmmakers, with a special 50th screening event set to be planned for September. National News Moving on to the national news. During a virtual address to G20 representatives, PM Narendra Modi emphasized the significance of prioritizing farmers and micro, small and medium enterprises, MSMEs in the global economy. He also endorsed the reformation of the World Trade Organization for a rules-based, inclusive, multilateral trading system. He stressed the importance of MSMEs accounting for 60-70% to 70% of employment and 50% of the global GDP in a video message to G20 members in Jaipur. Meanwhile, a parliamentary panel convened to review bills aimed at replacing the Indian Penal Code, Criminal Procedure Code and Evidence Act. Home Secretary Ajay Bhalla is set to present the Bharatiya Nyaya Sanhita, Bharatiya Nagarik Suraksha Sanhita and Bharatiya Saksha Bill. These bills aim to modernize laws replacing colonial legacies with new acts aligning with current needs. The committee, chaired by BJP's Bridge Lal, aims to submit its reports in three months. In more news, Andhra Pradesh CM Vyas Jaganmohan Reddy expressed optimism about the state becoming a top green energy producer in India soon. While inaugurating three renewable pumped storage power projects totaling 5,314 MW, he emphasized their eco-friendliness and potential to reduce fossil fuel reliance. The projects, including solar and wind power plants by Greenco, AM Green Energy and Ecorin Energy, will attract investments and generate jobs. Shifting our focus following Chandrayaan 3's historic lunar landing, ISRO Chief S. Somanath explained that the moon's south pole was chosen due to its advantageous reduced sun illumination. The region's potential for scientific discoveries and future human exploration drove the decision. Chandrayaan 3's successful south pole landing marked India's pioneering achievement as the first country to do so. The solar-powered rover Pragyan has commenced its 14-day exploration of the lunar surface. In a general weather update for the country, according to an IMD report after light rains, Delhi experienced a notable temperature drop. Safdarjung weather station reported a maximum of 29.4 degrees Celsius, 5 degrees below normal, and recorded 0.2 millimeters of rainfall followed by 6.4 millimeters. The IMD report further indicated isolated drizzles due to the northward shift of the monsoon trough. Delhi is expected to remain rain in the coming days. International news. Turning our attention to international news, BRICS comprising Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa has extended invitations to Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia and the UAE for a bloc expansion advocating the Global South. Amid discussions and divisions on the extent and pace of expansion, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa confirmed the move at the Johannesburg summit. The first phase of expansion will commence on January 1, 2024. In ongoing news, Russia's Wagner Group commander, Dmitry Utkin, was among those killed when a plane-carrying founder, Yevgeny Prigozhin, crashed north of Moscow. The crash claimed the lives of all 10 on board, as per preliminary data. Utkin, born in 1970, a former GRU officer, earned recognition for his service in the Chechen, Syrian and Ukrainian conflicts. He was sanctioned by multiple countries for alleged human rights abuses. In a recent development, the initial Republican primary debate for the 2024 election was held in Milwaukee and was overshadowed by former U.S. President Donald Trump's absence. 
Facing legal charges related to the 2020 election, Trump, the front-runner, opted for an online interview with Tucker Carlson. His non-participation prevented rivals, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, from directly challenging him. Subjects like China, Ukraine and immigration were deliberated upon, revealing DeSantis's previous lack of expertise in foreign policy matters. In some other news, the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant initiated the release of treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean, evoking concerns and China's ban on Japanese seafood imports. Tokyo Electric Power Company Holdings demonstrated the process via live video, activating seawater pumps. Japanese fisher groups opposed the move and China banned all imports of Japanese seafood as a diplomatic concern. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. RBI Governor Shaktikanta Das noted that soaring vegetable prices, driving recent consumer inflation spikes, are expected to ease as fresh crops arrive next month. Core inflation, excluding food and fuel, has also gradually reduced, showing the impact of monetary policy. While inflation at 4.9% remains elevated, the governor mentioned the corrective trend in vegetable prices, particularly tomatoes. However, India faces inflation pressures from rising food costs. In more business news, Tata Power Company Limited shares surged over 2% to Rs 252.25, following its partnership announcement with car-sharing platform Zoom Car. The subsidiary Tata Power EV Charging Solutions Limited joined hands with Zoom Car to promote electric vehicle adoption and enhance charging convenience nationwide. The MOU signing took place in Mumbai, involving key figures such as Ashish Khanna, CEO of TPREL, and Zoom Car CEO Greg Moran. Next up, in some tech news, the European Union's Digital Services Act is subjecting over a dozen major tech firms to unprecedented legal scrutiny. Tech giants like Meta, Apple and Google are adapting to new rules governing content moderation and user privacy. The EU's role as a global tech regulation leader, alongside upcoming legislations like the AI Act, is shaping worldwide norms. While currently applicable to large platforms, DSA rules will extend to various online platforms by next year. Moving on, Uber announced Arnab Kumar's appointment as Director of Business Development for India and South Asia. As Uber completes a decade of operations in the region, Kumar's role aims to enhance sustainable mobility solutions. Uber's India and South Asia President Prabjeet Singh expressed excitement about Kumar joining the team, highlighting his success in financial services and technology, including his work at Niti Aayog. Kumar's leadership is expected to drive partnerships and new growth opportunities. In market news for August 25th, the Sensex dipped by 142.98 points or 0.22% to reach 65,290.32, while the Nifty decreased by 45.30 points or 0.23% to hit 19,398.70. Among the stocks, 1,598 advanced, 1,538 declined and 98 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened for a third consecutive day, supported by a weakening US dollar and a decline in crude oil prices. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. According to several reports, Ibrahim Ali Khan, son of Saif Ali Khan and Amrita Singh, is set to make a grand Bollywood debut, backed by filmmaker Karan Johar. The film title Sarzameen, directed by Kayose Irani, Burman Irani's son, will also feature Kajol in a significant role. Earlier, Ibrahim's sister, actor Sarah Ali Khan, had confirmed his debut in the film industry. 
In news from Hollywood, a New Mexico judge denied Alec Baldwin's attorney's request to dismiss a civil lawsuit by three Rust crew members who claim his skip safety training endangered them due to alleged cost-cutting. Prosecutors are yet to decide whether to refile charges against Baldwin over the 2021 onset shooting that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins during a scene rehearsal. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, after an eventful journey in Indonesia, actress Samantha Ruth Prabhu, who was in New York, posted pictures of it on Instagram. On a break from acting, the cushy star enjoyed Central Park and posed with the Statue of Liberty. Nostalgia overwhelmed her as she shared a picture in an embroidered zergle jacket, reflecting on New York as the place where dreams are made. Spooler Sports In sports news, United World Wrestling suspended the Wrestling Federation of India for failing to conduct timely elections. This major setback requires Indian wrestlers to compete as neutral athletes at the Olympic Qualifying World Championships from September 16th. The WFI faced turmoil over sexual harassment allegations against ex-chief Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh and wrestler protests delaying elections. In more sports updates, the ICC unveiled the warm-up match schedule for the 2023 World Cup set in India during October-November. India's home team will engage in two warm-up clashes with England September 30th and Netherlands October 3rd. The main tournament kicks off on October 5th as England faces New Zealand at Ahmedabad's Narendra Modi Stadium. Warm-up matches will be held in Guwahati, Tiruvananthapuram and Hyderabad. Wrapping up sports news, tennis star Serena Williams welcomed her second child, a baby girl named Adira River Ohanian, with husband Alexis Ohanian, a tech entrepreneur. Alexis shared the joyous news along with a photo of the family on social media. He expressed gratitude for the newborn's health and praised the medical staff. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Catch India's renowned comic Azim Banatwala as he headlines his latest stand-up special in the city, Minor Celebrity, performing live at the Tiger Tiger Brew House, Belandur, on the 27th of August at 7pm. Join an exclusive Hands in Clay Pottery workshop and tap into your creative side as you enjoy a relaxing pottery session happening at Small World SD Bed Koramangla on the 26th of August at 1pm. Get ready to witness the Beautiful Minds Art Exhibition, a remarkable showcase of creativity by talented young artists with autism and Asperger's syndrome, brought to you by Sense Kaleidoscopes and Bangalore Creative Circus, happening till the 27th of August at 11am at the Bangalore Creative Circus, Yashwantpur. Craving the authentic flavours of Kerala's traditional cuisine this Onam? Head to the Feast, Sheraton Grand Hotel, Rajajinagar for an exquisite Onam Sadhya brunch featuring delightful dishes. Mark your calendar for August 27th from 12.30pm to 4pm and enjoy a delicious feast. You can also catch the incredible Manish Chaube in his latest outing, Paltugiri, performing live at Just Bangalore Brigade Road on the 26th of August at 6pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On August 25th, the forecast for Bengaluru includes partly cloudy conditions and temperature variations between 21 degrees Celsius and 32 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index is projected at 36 degrees Celsius, considering shade and light wind. Direct sunlight may raise it by up to 8 degrees Celsius. The expected high temperature surpasses the usual August peak of 27.5 degrees Celsius. 
That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute podcast. The Bengaluru Commute podcast powered by Spooler.